Welcome to the Modest Omega 360 Leadership Podcast. Before I introduce our guest, it would mean a lot to us if you could subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. If a statement resonates with you, share the quote and tag Modesta Mahika on social and we'll give you a shout out. Thank you. In today's Modesta Mahika 360 Leadership Podcast, I'm joined by Jeffrey Spahn, the author of We the Leader. Jeff and I were introduced by a mutual friend, Ben Alden, who thought it would be great for us to connect. When I read statements like, we can inform, inspire, or coach each other, but only you can lead you from Jeff's book, I began to understand why and leaned in to learn more. Jeff is the founder and president of Leading Leaders, Inc. For more than 20 years, he's coached, researched, and analyzed top business executives and their teams. Jeff's journey into leading leaders was sparked by experiences of collective flow in high school and as a letterman on the University of Michigan football team. His business degree from the University of Michigan and doctorate from the University of Chicago ground his practice in sound scholarship. Beyond his formal education, Jeff found himself in a workshop with a group of researchers from MIT on genuine dialogue rooted in the thinking and practice of the physicist David Bone. From here, he went deep into the training at the renowned Second City School of Improvisation. Furthermore, Jeff taught MBA students at Dominican University. Above all, through working with clients, including industry leaders such as Capital Group, Steelcase, and Encova, he forged the organic diversity, equity, and inclusive operating system called We The Leader. Jeff's most recent publication is the book, We The Leader, published by McGraw-Hill, backed by science, and endorsed by Marshall Goldsmith, the only person awarded the world's top number one leadership thinker twice, and includes a chapter from the CEO of a Fortune 15 global company. Jeff, welcome to the Modesta Mahiga 360 Leadership Podcast. I've uh, been looking forward to our conversation, Modesta, and I'm very grateful to Ben for introducing us. So uh, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. You know, when I read in We the Leader, what I'm going to call orthodox statements, many of them that, that turn mainstream leadership theories on their heads, you know, like, like the one that I just quoted when I was doing the intro, we can inform, inspire, or coach each other, but only you can lead you. I was thinking, well, what happened to all the leadership theories about what leaders, this singular person needs to do to sway decisions and move people? Please tell us, Jeff, what do you mean by that? Yes, great, uh, great question. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot behind it. Um, one of the things that really was helpful for me in terms of just stepping back and having some time to write the book and, and to reflect on some of the connections was making a connection like this. And I would like to step back here and just give a reframe of what an organization is. And that creates a wider context for this understanding of really, we can't lead each other. We can only lead ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now we can lead projects and teams and organizations together. But only you can choose for you and only I can choose for me. And, and sometimes the notion that someone else can lead me impacts 
the core responsibility I have to lead my own life. Ooh. And therefore that can go un- unmentioned or unnoticed. And therefore I'm looking for others to lead me. When my core fundamental practice is to lead my own life, to make my own choices. Now I need guidance. I need instruction. I need examples and models, but fundamentally only I can choose me, choose for me. And when another person attempts to lead me, that begins the oppression, the the attempting to dominate, the attempting Mm. to control that is so prevalent in our world and multiple arenas. And it impacts the capacity of the individual to show up, as Mike Kaufman mentions, uh, he's the CEO in his chapter, they want everyone to bring their full selves to work. Mm. And, and that means leading their own lives and bringing who they are in their unique self to, to work, uh, not just once in a while, but as a habit. And then that, that fundamental uniqueness of everyone coming together uh, builds the foundation for we, the leader. Hmm. Not just you, the leader, or me, the leader, but we, the leader. Oh, my word, Jeff. You know, I I recently read this quote from um, Alice Walker, who's an American novelist, and it says the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. And so if we're going to be in a culture where we say there's a leader, there's somebody who's sitting, you know, at, at, at the top and you follow them, we are actually engendering, we're institutionalizing disempowerment. Exactly. Exactly. That's uh, that's that's so well put. And that notion of, of giving up our power gets expressed in in following. Now, we need to follow and we need to lead and we need to do both at the same time. And that's where I'll step back if uh, if it'd be OK to take a look at that organization, you know, kind of a fresh look of an organization. So. Often we think of an organization and the first thing that comes to mind is the hierarchy. Yes. Now, you know, and, and hierarchy is necessary, but we're going to re we're going to turn that upside down, as you mentioned in the introduction and just take a fresh look. So an organization <clears throat> is, is fundamentally a group of people who, a group of leaders who gather together, who are leading their own lives. Whether they're aware of it or not, they're leading their own lives. And so there we have a community of leaders. And more and more people lead within the hierarchy itself because problems are so complex that it requires multiple leaders to gather together to solve problems and to realize possibilities. Mm -hmm. So on one level, an organization is a gathering, a community of leaders. On another level, an organization is by definition a group of people gathered around a common purpose. And in today's world, purpose is taking on more and more and more uh, relevance and and importance and priority. And people gathering around a purpose that means something to them. And so on one level, on a kind of broader step back level, an organization is a community of leader followers, leaders of their own lives and followers of the common purpose who gather together to create together, 
to realize a purpose together. And so there we have the organization as a community of leader followers. Oh, wow. What a perspective. Because, oh, oh, Jeff, there's just so much to unpack. Bear with me, bear with me. Um, so on, on, the, on the one side is you're leading your, your own life. I, I love what you said, whether you know it or not, <laughs> whether you're being intentional or not, you are leading your own life. And then you're gravitating towards a place whose vision, maybe values and mission resonates with you and where you're going in your own life. Exactly. That's right. And that's part of leading your life. So you show up, show up as a leader. So you're showing up as a leader in community with other leaders that are drawn towards a common purpose. And therein then, please help me now, where does you know, a modern day leadership construct where then somebody stands out and says, this is the way we should go. Uh, how does that play out in that kind of context? Okay. So then... So then the question is, and, and then we have at the same time an evolution of leadership. Mm-hmm. So historically, leadership is about the solo leader. You know, yes. okay, here's where we go. And then mm-hmm. everyone follows, right? Yeah. And, and historically, that's been the political and military way of leading. And then the business kind of picked that up in other organizations as well. And there's a time and place for the hierarchy. Uh, and we'll get to that. Uh, mm-hmm. But the hierarchy serves the collective flow of the leader followers. Mm-hmm. The purpose of the hierarchy is not to control and and demand in this in this model. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where we have it. And I think we could we could actually even delve a little deeper that there is a place for the hierarchy. There is a place for, you know, people who will take positions and they'll play different roles. Uh, but I, I, I'd I, like you to expand then what their role is in 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 directing or steering what you call the, the collective flow, which, by the way, I'd love for you to define. Yes. OK, so we we will get to that um, that that collective flow piece and and then how decisions are made. Because mm-hmm. that becomes the core piece in in a hierarchy in terms of making decisions, and when we talk about this egalitarian structure, mm-hmm. then we need to we need to address how our decisions made, and that's where the hierarchy starts to come in mm-hmm. in a necessary way, but a little different slant to it. And uh, before I jump into that decision making piece, I want to go ahead with this evolution of leadership mm-hmm. from the solo leadership to uh, shared leadership of situational mm-hmm. leadership or servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and that came around around 1969 and 1971. But since then, and so uh, situational leadership is about leading or following depending upon the situation. And, and that was a huge step in the evolution of leadership. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, when I use the word evolution, I mean, include and transcend, not exclude the solo, but include and transcend it. Mm-hmm. And now with We the Leader, there's coming forth a paradigm of collective leadership where everyone is a leader and a follower at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so the question becomes, how do we as leader followers lead teams, projects, and organizations together. 
And there's a process for doing that. And how do we then, Jeff? What is the process? So the process is rooted in a curious conviction. Mm -hmm. The, The idea of being able to present one's ideas and one's passion and one's perspective and letting it go as a piece of the conversational puzzle. And in that letting go as a piece, be activating, it activates curiosity about the pieces of other people. And so that metaphor starts to build a foundation uh, for, for leading each other together, for leading and collective leadership that happens right there. And there are three steps to a curious conviction. And then with the hierarchy piece, there's a, there's a decision-making model that comes into play. Mm-hmm. So in the decision-making model, the, the, the formal leader uh, in, within the hierarchy uh, uh, activates the decision-making process. And there are three steps to the decision-making process. You know, mm-hmm. decide how you're going to decide. There's three ways of making decisions. I may, I, I'm going to tell you what to do. Or we're going to, you're going to give me some input or we're going to make this decision together Mm -hmm. and then practice the curious conviction in terms of informing and making a decision together. And then there are going to be times when the formal leader, particularly in crisis, just needs to make that solo, that solo decision. But if she or he makes, just makes those solo decisions, they're not going to have the trust, the energy, the enthusiasm, the passion of the whole team. But if they've been making decisions together or informing decisions consistently as the foundation of their relationships, then when that formal leader make, needs to make a solo one, they're going to buy into it. Yeah. And so... The, the, the exercise of collective in leadership enhances the individual authority. It doesn't negate it. It actually, ironically, enhances it because without that trust and, and, and involvement and commitment, and um, th- they're not going to follow. They're, they won't follow anyway. This is so interesting, Jeff. This is why you say that, you know, the evolution of leadership is not, it's, it's inclusive and transcends then all the other, uh, you know, the different uh, phases and, and eras and understanding um, of leadership. But Jeff, what about, you know, because the prevailing culture, right, and, 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 and what is being practiced in leadership is there is a solo leader who's making decisions for others. What if people, you know, you, you come into a context and people are not motivated to be curious and to want to, you know, to lead together. How then for, for, for a, a leader that really wants, and there's something else you said in your book, uh, to lead, to transition from power over to power with, how do they bring, how do they bring their, their, you know, their, their colleagues and their, their teams along? Right. Well, um, Often in engaging with an organization, there are, there are two ways, at least in my experience. Sometimes I'm, I would engage with the top team. Mm-hmm. So then, then you begin to impact the entire organization in this way. And again, it's not about throwing out the hierarchy. It's about repurposing the hierarchy to, to facilitate collective flow, uh, not, not to command and control. 
And, and so that, that becomes a, a key piece. The other way of engaging then with the organization is with a single team. And sometimes I don't work with the entire, uh, in one of my key clients, I started with a particular team that was tasked with a new division. And then we practiced this together. And then other teams were like, wow, we want what they're having. And then, then it started to change from there. So those are like the two ways it begins to impact. And if you're a single person, if you're a leader of a team, you can begin to implement this within a hierarchy, within a, uh, you know, you don't need to wait for the whole organization to shift. And, and then perhaps other people will see it and, and want, want to have it as well. Or if you're at the top of the organization, you can begin to introduce these, these concepts and practices and, and begin to impact the entire organization and, and, and allow people and motivate people to show up fully with their power and, and then uh, facilitate that collective power in a way that it hasn't been facilitated before and really change industries and change lives and make the world a better place. I can only imagine um, the potential, right? The, the, the potential in yeah. each person that is unleashed towards, right? So first of all, just for them to be able to, to show up fully and actually um, to advance their agenda and their personal leadership and where they were going in their own life and, and, and the purpose that they want to serve and align it with what the organization, you know, stands for and be in an environment that actually celebrates that. That yes. that facilitates that. Yes. yes. Um, last year, I I, uh, I consulted for a group, and we had the group executives uh, meet on this concept of three sixty leadership. That there's a personal and there's a professional, and you show up fully. Yes. And each person uh, and the group CEO really he took this to heart, and he was speaking to the to the group uh, HR head saying. You know, we really need to be aware of the fact that people are showing up, uh, advancing some agenda and some purpose of their own in, in their own lives, whether they're, like you said, whether they're conscious of it or not, whether they're intentional with it or not, but they have their own life's priorities and they saw that connecting with us here would be a means to that end. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to, to really uh, go back and not, not, looking at people as, as, uh, you know, assets that come together to, to produce for the, for the organization, but rather, as you're saying, individual leaders that were on a trajectory in their own lives and felt that to align with, you know, with others in this organization would serve, uh, their, you know, their aspirations as well. Um, so I, I really appreciated when, when he, he zoomed out and, and, and said, wait a second, or rather zoomed in, right? Zoomed in to see the individual and, and that they're a leader and they're going somewhere. And his, 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 uh, his ask was, could you please find out what we can do to better serve them so that as they're served, you know, they're going, they're going to give their, their best to the organization as well. Yes. I mean, it's mutually enhancing, right? It's, it, it, it helps activate the fullness of uh, the unique 
individual that shows up and and doing that with everybody wow uh, optimizes the performance of the organization so it's the the individual and the collective are mutually enhancing this is so powerful jeff yes. have you ever been in in a position where there was resistance to you know to this approach that's a that's a great question so as i approach uh a leader or a team or an organization the first step of readiness mm -hmm. is for the formal leaders to be enthused about this like you are and not only enthused <laughs> but man i want to do this you know yeah. I, I, yeah. I, this is the, i want to do this now and so mm -hmm. let's get this going Yeah. And so because that person needs to be fully bought in and we need to be able to communicate immediately, uh, mm -hmm. you know, have a, uh, a live open communication in our, mm -hmm. in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, then we can, we we'll be able to move forward with the team. And some people are ready for this and some people aren't, and that's fine. Uh, And, but that, that key readiness or the willingness to get ready, uh, sometimes there's, we would work individually together around the, we, the leader in these concepts and, and, and practices. And before I would work with the, with that person and the team or, or move into the organization. So that's, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head with that question about, Wow, how does this get started? And um, that's that's been my experience. But I, I love what you just said now because you're saying, Modessa, I actually also qualify. Like I I don't, I don't impose this on people, right? That, like yeah, that's right. I, I mean, that formal leader. Yeah. Again, I'm 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 acknowledging the hierarchy here. You know, yes. you know that formal leader needs to be ready. It needs that's to. That's the process. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be get it and and begin to practice it and want it, and uh, then we meet with the team and mm -hmm. and the leader learns with everybody, and then we we begin to experience this dynamic of getting into collective flow, which which for me is that wow we did it again experience, Woo! which which I had in in high school. You know, we just had I had this spectacular experience like. Can you believe it? We did this, you know, and then we did it again. And um, wow, as a 16 year old, a few years later, mm -hmm. I was like, I want more of that in my life, uh, you know, and then how do I bring that into my life and into teams and organizations? And we, the leaders, the response to that. Tell us about that story, Jeff, um, when you're 16, because you know, you, 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 You you say that you know that was that was that was a pivotal experience, right? That then had you delve even more into this. What was what was that? What actually happened? And 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 not only did you do it once, whatever it was, you did it again, and you were amazed that you did it again. Yes, yes. So it was. I was on a football team in Eastern Ohio, where I grew up, where football is a big thing, and. Uh -huh. uh, We were playing a team that had beaten us like 72 to nothing in the past. And uh, they were coming into town and I have a whole story I could tell about that, but we don't have time for that. But basically in the first half, they just dominated us. 
And then in the second half, the same personnel, we we outperformed ourselves and we ended up in winning the game in spectacular fashion. Wow. And that that wasn't the only 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 time that happened. And it was it really it marked me, Modesta. It uh, it was something I couldn't shake, and I, and I'm glad. <laughs> and it really gave that question: How do I bring that energy, this this experience of collective flow, uh, into my life and into teams and, and organizations? And 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 part of the and that the conceptual framework, the mindset, and skills for doing that are. Is is the we we the leader the process in the book? So good. So had your team learned certain concepts before? Like what happened uh, to, to turn the game around and and even the trajectory of the team moving forward? Well, really, the the coach at halftime. I, I remember. I mean, we we. I don't remember what the coach said. I just mm-hmm. remember how we felt. It felt like we were flying out of the locker room onto the field. You know, it was just like, like in another dimension. And what's so interesting about this? This is. It was like a spiritual experience on a football field in a steel town adjacent to a cemetery. Yeah, you, you know, I mean. It, it, it was a, a spectacular experience. And we we have these experiences periodically, or we hear about them. Uh, we the Leader is a, a, a roadmap to to experience them and, and to do that more consistently. This happens periodically in teams and organizations, but often we don't unpack why that happened. Yes. And that's what we, the leader is about with the conceptual framework, the mindset and the, um, and the skills. And would you say then, Jeff, that that is what it takes, right? Don't, we, it, it doesn't have to be a fluke. It doesn't have to be the, the occasional thing. You can actually, uh, you can bottle it and, 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 and access it on demand. Is it what you just said? Have a conceptual framework the mindset and the skills, is that what it takes uh, for, for we, the leader to work in organizations, in teams, in, in whatever, in communities? Yes, it does. And I love the way you say bottle it and bring it forward <laughs> because, and, and, and to have it on demand. And I, I'm just thrilled about this. And it's so much fun to be a part of a, of a team and to see them activate this mm. and then to see other teams activate it. And, Modesta, it's possible. We can do this, and uh, it can have a uh, a dramatic impact on our individual lives and, and the world itself. This is phenomenal. Um, just just the courage to say leadership doesn't have to operate the way it does, and 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 it's not even usurping power, or it's 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 not sabotaging. Uh, the leader, because I can imagine in some of the contexts that, that, you know, I come from, whether because of the political background, I come from a country that was originally socialist or just from our culture, you know, and upbringing, uh, you know, coming from Africa as, as well, it's very hierarchical. Yeah. And, and, and when there is input from anybody else in the structure, 
that should not maybe speak at that time or should not be privy to, you know, those kinds of insights or, or, or contribute to, to, to those kind of issues. It's often seen as, you know, these are the saboteurs, you know, they're coming yeah. here and what are they trying to prove? And you're saying actually what, what leaders and what teams have come to find out is when each person comes with their power and they're contributing, not only does it boost, you know, productivity and performance, it actually reinforces the leader and the leadership. Fabulous. Yes. And that, that, that's, that's the, the irony of it, Modesta, because if I really want to have, live into my power fully mm. as, as a formal leader, mm. the way to do that, ironically, is to activate everyone else's power. And then together we, we, ex we create things we never could have before. And it enhances collective leadership. We, the leader, enhances individual authority. You're going to be very, very successful. And it's not an either-or game. It's a both-and game. Porus, good to great, years ago said, uh, avoid the tyranny of either-or, either me or you, and embrace the genius of both and. I love this. Yeah. Jeff, I believe in this. You know, I, I, I am a disciple. I, I, I have practiced this. And I remember getting warnings that you're giving so much power to your colleagues. And I, I will never call people like employees or subordinates. Mm -hmm. I just say, you know, to yeah. your colleagues. Um they could, you know, they could run away with these ideas or they could, you know, question your leadership, which I welcome. And I know, you know, many of them, um, you know, follow and listen to this podcast and they would attest to that, you know, they would question your leadership. And, but the greatest thing that ever happened was to practice before even knowing this term to practice, read the leader and to sit at the table, uh, uh, you know, as equals and, mm -hmm. and, and allow people to, I mean, if, if you're on my team, it's because you have what it takes. Why, why would I spend my time trying to put you in your place? I need you to stand in your power. Let me know how I can facilitate. And we were able to do wonders, which I could never do. And one person will tell you, I, I cannot, I cannot do much without a leader. I'm, I'm, I'm smart and I'm capable, but I will not do it without other leaders, you know, around me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it was legendary and I'm, you know, I'm making reference to what I did in Tanzania because I'm now in the U S just legendary, what we're able to achieve, but there wasn't, it, there wasn't a leader that stood, oh, very few people knew I was a former leader who owned these five businesses, but everybody else just so, so, and it wasn't just the second layer from me. It was every single person to the guy that, 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 that cleaned our offices. Yes. That's beautiful. So I truly believe in this. I am, I am, I am amazed. Do you know of any other models of we, the leader, that are being practiced out there or that have been practiced out there? Well, um, to go back into history, one of the models that has in inspired me and in, in terms of my own journey into we, the leader, is uh, um, as a young Christian, I remember reading in the Bible and exploring this whole notion of, of uh, God's love. And um, I recall through those studies that uh, there were moments in Jesus's uh, ministry, particularly in, the, in John, where he said, no longer do I call you servants, I call you friends. Mm. And 
And there, there's that that in movement, that invitation into mutuality, that mm-hmm. we are we are mutual. And it, he goes on to say, because servants don't know servants don't know what the master's up to, yeah. and but but you you I'm you know what the master's up to, and we're friends. And then in Ephesians, it talks about being co-creators with Christ. And mm-hmm. these, at least for my own my own experience and journey, these were some of the seeds of, of we, the leader. There are other things uh, that play out in that too, in terms of church history, but uh, that's, uh, those are significant roots for uh, we, the leader. This is so, so powerful. Um, And, and, and it's so interesting that you make reference to, to um, the Lord Jesus Christ, because He's minister just for three years, Jeff. <laughs> so three years, if three years was, you know, being selfish and, and hoarding power and, and, and keeping everything to yourself, it would have died with him when he, you know, and then of course, you know, he died and he ascended, uh, went to heaven. But that would have been the end of that because only he knew what he knew uh, and kept everything close to himself. But by by sharing, by having that mindset that these are my friends, and and these are my co-laborers and my partners, and imparting all that he knew to them. Look at where we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I remember first reading this and coming. I I just it was thrilled me. I mean, this was this also was part of my my journey in terms of the experience as as, as an athlete, and then this insight that. I was being invited into partnership with as a fundamental relationship with in this spiritual realm. And, uh, and then that was emphasized with this invitation. And then also with, um, with um, the, the notion in Ephesians that we're co-creators with Christ. And that to me is like, wow, mm. you know, that's, that's that's an up leveling, uh, you know. It's a, it's an equaling uh, in, in the context of necessary hierarchy. Yeah, uh, and it, it's uh, it, it's very potent, very potent. And this is this is the kind of model where people will take ownership, right? Um, yeah. That yeah. it's not you and your thing. It's not the organization, or maybe management's issue or they who are sitting you know on high it's us it's 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 our organization it's our mission uh right it's 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 our goals um that's where that uh, a puzzle metaphor comes in because let's just say we have xyz organization right Mm -hmm. and it's like a puzzle and each of us uh, in a puzzle, you have unique pieces, different pieces, right? And uh, um, and and the puzzle only comes together when everyone shows up, you know, and brings their pieces, their uniqueness, and and then the, there's there's tension, yeah, because there's differences. Uh, but then, with through a curious conviction, we create through our tensions. And our differences are there to help us create, not to fight or to avoid each other. And and then we, the leaders, a methodology to do that, uh, do that creating through our differences. 
And um, so that's, um, that's, you know, a key, key part of the, the model and the concept. We the leader creates room and, 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 and holds space for mm-hmm. others, you know, to, to come to the table and 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 not as invited guests, but you know, like you said, as 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 partners, as co-owners, as shareholders. Right. And then and then the notion that uh, and and we gather and there's and inevitably, Modesta, there's gonna be differences, right? And some tension yeah. and some threat as to yeah. my interest and your interest. And yeah. all that is. All that is, is an opportunity to create. We make a difference through our differences. I like that. And, and, and it's not about avoiding or attacking mm. through our differences mm. and practicing a curious conviction and mm. having a mindset of creating from our differences. Mm. We can do this and we, we do do it. Mm. Uh, we just need to do more of it and get explicit about what we sometimes do implicitly. That's the thing. We, 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 we do this periodically. Mm. Uh, we just need to understand what we're doing and get conscious of what happens in those situations. So we can repeat it, as you mentioned earlier, bottle it and then drink it on demand. demand. I love it. Yeah. You, you know, Jeff, you, you keep on you keep on talking about um, we do this occasionally, you know, almost everybody does this occasionally. How do they start taking note of what they're doing? Like what would be a process of taking note of what they're doing so that they can, like you said, you know, put out explicitly what it is that they've been doing? implicitly how what, what what would you say this this curious um inquiry that that you're alluding to yeah the curious conviction conviction curious, curious conviction yeah that's the that's the that's the the key skill and really we the leaders are response to your question you know that mm-hmm. here is a a conceptual framework a way of thinking about who we are who am I individually? Who are we to each other? And uh, and that that's part of the mindset as well, that I'm a leader. I'm fully responsible for my own life. Nobody else is. And, uh, okay, so how do I show up fully and consistently? That's, that's, that's in the me, the leader section of the book. And, uh, and then, uh, then you have the skills, the curious conviction. There's, I, uh, work with the team and do a puzzle metaphor. Uh, you actually a team puts together a puzzle as a metaphor for practicing a curious conviction, and um, it's potent. Uh, people get a chance; they they realize it, and then that metaphor, that exercise of the puzzle, becomes a frame of reference for the team as they move into puzzle conversations they bring their peace but they let it go and if everyone does that wow we start to get into this magic place wow wow jeff if people want to to learn more and practice i've got i've got ceos that listen in i've got executive directors and nonprofits that listen in i've got i've got you know um international development uh facilitators right of of, of development across the sectors that are part of 360 leadership community 
how do they access you? How do they start this process uh, to understanding We the Leader more and actually engaging you um, on it in their organizations? Yes. Well, uh, wethelieder.com. Okay. And, and um, I'm also on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So people could, you know, contact me through LinkedIn. At LinkedIn, it's Jeffrey Spawn at Leading Leaders, Inc. But then uh, there's the website, wethelieder.com. And there's a, there's a little uh, exercise there uh, about leading and following and uh, kind of gauging where you are. And uh, then you can contact me uh, through through that through that website, and um, I would uh, I welcome it uh, and welcome further uh, further conversations. This is so good, Jeff. Thank you so much for making the time for this. Well, thank you for for taking that experience when you're 16 years old, and 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 saying, wait a second, if we've done this and then we did it again, there's something here, and choosing to run with that. Um, so that you can now serve the world with it. So thank you for that, first of all. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that observation. Yes, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and thank you for joining us on the Modesto Omega 360 Leadership Podcast. It's been an enlightening conversation. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, sharing your experience, your insights, and 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 having a system that will help us, right, bottle it so that we can access it on demand. So we're going to make sure to share your LinkedIn and the website, wetheleaders.com. And I truly hope that the leaders that are listening today will, you know, will reach out to you because this is the way to go when it is we the leaders, when we're, when we're, when we're operating um, with, you know, power, not power over, but, but power with. Yeah, exactly. So well put. Uh, It's been an honor, Modesta. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks. And thank you, Leader, for joining us today and for subscribing and sharing this episode to our ever-growing 360 Leadership community. Want more leadership insights that will give you the edge in your organization and industry? Connect with us on Modesta Mahiga across all social media platforms. If you need tailored support with your leadership development, reach out to me on www.modestamahiga.com. That's www.modestamahiga.com. My team and I are on standby to serve you. Bye for now and see you on the next episode of the Modesta Mahiga 360 Leadership Podcast.